0: doing?
1: I'm doing well, Dad. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, thank you for asking. How are you doing today, Papa?
0: You know, I'm always, I am fine, thanks to Calvary. Listen, I just want to thank everybody who's uh, listened to the podcast so far. I can't uh, express enough thanks and joy that I have in my heart to think that somebody is uh, taking an interest, friends, family even folks that we may not know yet. But it's such a blessing. And so, Josh, uh, you usually ask me what we are uh, going to look at. I want us to explore, uh, my thinking is that generally when we look at the scriptures, it's just much that we scratch the surface of it. There's so much more to it. But uh, John 14, 1 through 6, perhaps, Uh, Verse number six being one of the better-known verses uh, by most, if not all, when they hear it. Uh, At least a favorite chapter and a favorite verse in the book of John. Uh, But uh, as we explore it, maybe we can analyze some things out of chapter 13 and see where the Lord is uh, having a meal with His uh, chosen ones. Uh, just before he is uh, leaving out for Gethsemane, and then from there to judgment, and from there to crucifixion. We're nearing Passover. We're nearing that time of year. And uh, <clears throat> so if it's okay, I'll read these verses. In the verse uh, from King James Bible, it says, uh, verse number one of chapter 14 Let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go ye you know, and the way ye you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I just saw uh, let me give you a little example. I was thinking about what we would talk about this evening and most of you know that out back of the home here, there is a, uh, among other things, we call it a tool shed, but it's a catch-all. And so I I was in need of, uh, I was planting some seed today, going to, planting, and then I needed, uh, I had a little matic of sorts and a shovel that I was looking for. So I go into the building thinking that I had it. Hanging there among the other things, got a pegboard with all of those uh, <clears throat> things you hang those tools and other items on. And so, at my age, I don't know where's my age or what it is, but when I go someplace like that looking for something, I can't help but look at 100, 200, 300 items while I'm looking for one or two. And uh, so, I'm thinking in a spiritual way, what's significant about the word of God, so many times we read, as I have read those six verses, and there's some things that we see, but don't see. There's some things that we might hear, but not hear, at least at not that time. Uh, in Back to the example, I finally discovered that Neither one of those tools that I was looking for was among those items that was hanging on the wall. And sometimes even as we explore the Bible, I don't know where, it's, not, it's not an accident. It's not something that you stumble onto, but God knows your heart and he prepares your heart for understanding at the time that he desires you to understand it. And so I think that's a key to living what he said here. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I think the key to the life that he wants us to live is a, a, a an exploration of the Bible, not 24-7, but some of that day. Take some time and read something uh, and then the Holy Spirit being part of us and third person of the Godhead, he helps. He's our teacher. The scriptures reveals that. And so at some time during the day, he may even reveal to us something that we read earlier, maybe not even that day, but a week or so ago. But uh, here yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, verse, at chapter 13 and getting ready for tonight and see that uh, his disciples didn't fully understand what he was saying at the time. And so many times, I'm not sure that we fully understand all that God wants us to at the time. But then, then the light comes on, and when it does, there is, there is. Uh, an element of joy that is not human, that fills our life and fills our heart. And I think that's what he's talking about when he said, let not your heart be troubled. I think following chapter 13, of course, we all know that as this was written, it wasn't written in chapter and verses as we have it now. And so it's just a a fluid uh, lesson there from chapter 13 to chapter 14. And looking back on chapter 13, his disciples, uh, they, they must have been some serious thinking going on because the Lord had said some things to them that uh, they were quite confused over and uh, didn't understand what he was talking about. And so let's just look at that. Jump in whenever you want to. See, I know you've read it and think for some of the things that will help me. Just a little more to uh, enjoy the blessings of the Lord through His Word.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you talked about, you know, being able to um, read the same passage over and over again, um, and and get a different meaning out of it in different times that you're reading. And I, I definitely saw that today in, in reading in context. So I, I did a little bit of digging. Um, this this entire um, chapters thirteen through seventeen. Uh, make up, uh, what's called the, the upper room discourse. And ju- that's just to provide some context, uh, at this point, you know, for those people that, that, that don't understand the context as, as much as we have studying it. At this point, you know, Jesus and, and his followers have, uh, have, uh, have been on a ministry for, or Jesus has been on a ministry for three years. And so presumably his follower, his disciples have been following him for around three years, um, at this point. And, um, and it opens up. With two days of, uh, before Passover, they go to, um, this house and, and they go to this house with the instructions, um, that Jesus gave them to go and ask the, uh, master of the house, uh, you know, say my teacher, um, is, needs a place, um, to celebrate Passover and, uh, he will give you the upper room. And so that's what happens, uh, during this point. And then, after they they get into the room there's a woman who comes and 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 cleans uh or or drenches Jesus uh feet with uh with perfume and the disciples get get angry and then Jesus rebukes them for 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 their anger in this and then And then just, uh, you know, we, we follow that up with, uh, uh, Jesus letting Judas and, uh, Ascarius and, and the rest of the disciples pretty much know that Judas is going to be the one that, that is going to, uh, betray him or that Judas is about to betray him. And then directly after that, he lets Peter know that he's, he's about to disown Christ as well. And, and, you know, for me, having, you know, and obviously the, all the gospels aren't, aren't necessarily um chronological in the way that they order things but i i sincerely believe that this passage is is chronological you know it, it has me believe see this in a completely different light that they've been following uh, Christ for for 3 years and 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 there are two things happening um first of all they they don't they're just as lost as sometimes we are um in, in some of the things uh, that that we do um and they're they're not seeing you know what um, the lessons that they've learned from from Jesus, and then um, second of all, that you know Jesus is 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 rebuking them or not rebuking them. Well, he's rebuking uh, Judas for 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 betraying him, as he says that that you know the one who betrays me, um, it would be better if he wasn't born. But but he's you know he's telling the disciples, these hard things. And then, you know, I can definitely see where their heart is at this point. Cause they've been, you know, this is, this is somebody that they not only have followed for three years, but they, they admire and they, they, they've generally worshiped. And, uh, and then he tells them, uh, you know, all this stuff. And, and it would, it would, I would imagine that, that they would feel just like horrible during this time. And so whenever he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. That's, you know, for me, that's exactly what I was talking about. And then, I forget what it says in the King's James, but but in that NIV it says, "You believe in God, so believe in me also." Um, and and what the, the original text of that translates better um, in in common English to to trust. You you trust in God. You know, you guys were grew up as 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 uh, as Israelites. You guys grew up as Hebrews, and you went to the book or the, to to the school of the Torah, and you may have went further beyond that. You've lived your entire life trusting in God. Now it's time to trust in me as well. And so, you know, that, that, that type of thing is, uh, you know, that, that, that displays a lack of trust that we have sometimes, but a lack of trust that they had as well. And then, then he goes beyond that to, to describe what happens after a traditional, um, Jewish wedding. He, he goes and says that my father's house has many rooms. And if it were not so, would I have not told you, um, that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And and so we with this we get we get a um, uh, a depiction of of of, uh, of a man that's that's been married or, or promised to a wife uh, that that hasn't consummated their marriage yet, but he's going to go and and build a place for them to reside um, before he consummates uh, their marriage. And so and so you know in the same way, Christ is telling them like, hey, I'm I'm not going to be here for very long uh, or for much longer, but I'm going to be back. And, and in that time that I'm away, I'm going to be preparing this place for you. I'm going to be, I'm going to come back and receive you as, as my, as a, as a man would his bride. Um, it's that type of commitment. And, and, and even more so the way that, that, that the Bible holds up marriage uh, certainly a lot better than we do today. It, he's, he's going and, and he, he's, he's fully committed to to these people that he's going to be coming back for and then uh and then you know I, I think that Thomas is probably concerned because because Christ isn't going to be there um, to provide a way for them, and he asks you know what's the way and, and Jesus says, "I am the way i 'm the way, and I'm the truth and I'm the life, and nobody gets to God except through me Dang. And so, you know, it's I, I, don't, I don't see this obvious, mo, more times than not. I think that we read this in, in more of a monotone type of thing, and, and that's not the way I read it today. This You know, it was much more of a passionate, passionate discussion between a man and the, the, the people that, that he's trying to teach.
2: Amen. Amen. Well said. Well, this is one of the first passages that I remembered, uh, memorized in my youth. I think I learned this at Camp Joy. And I've always been fascinated with Thomas. I always kind of like Thomas. I think Thomas was from Missouri. I, I can't point to exactly where that is in scripture, but uh, definitely from the show me state. So, because, you know, not only is Thomas the one that said, uh, So, how can we know where you're going? And how can we get there? So, I, I kind of like that because he asks often the obvious question. This this ties back in my mind to the to the baptism of Jesus. It, it's it's fascinating because, you know, John was baptizing at the same spot where the children of Israel had crossed over in the Book of Joshua, and it was, you know, it, the the Bible is just filled with symbology, and three guys named Josh. You know, there's Josh right there. Then there's Joshua, and then Jesus is. Hebrew name is Yeshua, so Joshua, and we've just uh, adopted the Latin derivative of that, and we call him Jesus, but uh, I think it's fascinating, when he was baptized, God said, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased, hear him, follow him, and then it's almost like he showed up at the same spot where God had brought the children of Israel across, because it was like God had a big etch-a-sketch, and he was just shaking it, saying, okay, starting over now brought you into this into this land because I wanted to dwell with my people my chosen people and I gave you a law you're not able to follow it that's okay because here's the solution this is my son and he didn't come to abolish the law he came to fulfill the law and he is the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world and give you the opportunity to To, as as Thomas said, how can we know the way? Well, Jesus is the way we can know him, and by knowing him, he will take us to the Father, according to what he said here. No one comes to the Father but by me. So if we know him, we know the Father. So if we know him, we know the way. And if we know him, we know how to get to the Father.
0: Amen. Mm -mm. Man, that is so true. Now, I think uh, you, I think both of you will agree with me that among his disciples, they were thinking, oh, they were thinking victory now. They were thinking Jesus is going to take over. Jesus is going to, he's here to rule. He's here to conquer Rome. And uh, they weren't quite expecting that he's going to the cross. And uh, they weren't fully understanding that yet. But I think what we're reading about is a kingdom message that he was giving. It is yet to be. Because when he talks about the mansions here, uh, in my circle uh, of uh, friends, there's so many reading the King James Bible, there's so many who believe, I don't have my mansion here. I can't wait till I get to heaven and get my mansion. Uh, you know, we've heard so many times different things and what he's, what he's indicating here is in my father's house, there are many mansions. There's already places that are there. I have, I have uh, seen the puzzlement on people's faces before when I, um, I mentioned that. Uh, I said, it doesn't say that he's gone to prepare you a mansion. He said he's going to prepare a, a place and the place is, the father's place and the idea is you're with me now. Jesus is telling his disciples, you're with me now, but very soon now we're not going to be together, but you're going to have to carry on and uh, through me, I'm going to leave you without a comforter. The Holy Spirit, Josh, you've already uh, told us the context in what we're studying. And so true. And he said, "I'm not going to leave you without a comforter, but I am going to have to leave you. And so I'm going to go away, and uh, then, but I'm going to come back again. As I'm going away, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And the place, the place here is to be with the Father. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. There will come a time we have the Holy Spirit living within us now as believers." the third person of the Godhead. But there's going to come a time, and and of course we know he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. The Holy Spirit's God, Jesus God, God himself, God, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But there will come a time we're going to be with the Lord just as he was telling them, I'm going to be back. I'm coming back after you. And uh, I too, Dan, love Thomas. He's, uh, he's, he's well known as doubting Thomas, but what if he had not asked this question? I mean, you got to give him credit. Yeah. I mean, he I'd- asked the question and the question resonates with all of humanity. There, he is the way Jesus is and he is the, he's the life. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And then, you know, other passages, we won't get into that now, but it was Thomas. <laughs> Dude, well, let's go. Let's go with him. We're all gonna die. He's gonna die, and we're gonna die with him. That's I preached a message one time to Thomas, the Thomas within me. I have a lot. I'm, I'm just like Thomas was, but isn't it true, guys, that sometimes you find yourself being a lot like Peter? And you you can find yourself being a lot like Thomas. You can find yourself being a lot like John or any other of the disciples. Some of the disciples, it's never, to our knowledge, to my knowledge at least, there's not a book written by them. We don't know how many doors they knocked on. We don't know whether they paid tithes or not. We don't know whether they intend church or not. But uh, they, they still, they love the Lord. They followed him. And yet they come to this place, <clears throat> a crossroad in their life, when they're Lord and Master was about to do. Things were going to be done to the, him that they didn't understand. And he was going to die. They, they had reckon how many they had seen crucified before. And now then, to hear Jesus imply that he was going to be crucified? No way, some of them said. No, not on your life. I'm gonna die with you. If you're gonna die, I'm gonna die with you. And uh, maybe we've had the same attitude at times just only to be uh, get, <laughs> to get I know I've been as a p- preacher and a pastor there there's been in uh, environments I've been in before that I, I thought I'm not real sure this is the I'm not real sure that I should be here at this time. But uh, the Lord is so good and he gives us uh, the promise here that he's coming back and I'm certainly looking for him with joy in my heart and uh, <clears throat> many things that I don't fully understand now, but uh, mentioned last week a lot about faith. I have faith to believe and that's it. it's what we said you've already said it, son when you said uh, uh, you believe uh, I mean, it might have been Josh you, you believe in God, believe and trust you, trust God trust me that's so good that's so
1: good yeah i uh, you guys break down um uh you know uh, about thomas but i think i think you know what thomas is doing is here, he's he's the only honest one of the group you know obviously they, the at least at least judas and and peter have shown that they and, and many of the other disciples with with the woman that was uh, that was washing jesus feet exhibited knowledge of of uh, that they didn't fully understand um, what was going on, and 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 Thomas was the only one to to speak up and and ask, you know, and and be honest in this moment, or at least within recorded history, um, was the only one that that was honest at this point and said, you know, I I don't get it, I I don't get what you're trying to tell us, and and um and then Jesus showed him, and and I think that that as as Christians we can all uh, afford to be a little bit more like Thomas Thomas and just be honest. Um, with, with those people around us that are, that are strong Christians, you know, it's the, the iron verse or iron sharpening iron mentality. You know, if, if you don't fully understand something or if you, if, if you're, you're struggling with something, then, then just be honest with, with God and, and with, with those, the, the mentors in your life or the people, the strong Christians around you. And, and, you know, hopefully that they'll, they'll, um, uh, you know, God will definitely answer within his time. Um, not within yours, but, but, you know, it, it. Hopefully, those those people around you um will will be able to answer as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I definitely see myself in in Thomas, and I I hope to continue to see myself in Thomas. Like, if if you know you're searching for for answers within Scripture, you're you're very much a Thomas.
2: You know, right there, just outside of the scope of our passage in verse eight. You know, we. We, uh, we have been picking on Thomas a little bit, but what I like about uh, the Gospels, and Scripture, uh, it's not afraid to show you the frailty of these individuals that are in Scripture. And and that gives me hope. I guess you know the expression, misery loves company. Uh, well, failure loves company. So uh, knowing that they struggled and they were imperfect and, and they were not the picture of perfection in Christianity is is great for me because that gives me hope that uh, that I too you know can grasp this uh, name that's been given me as a son of God so but you look at Philip in verse 8 and right after Jesus just said in verse 7 if you know me you know the father and now Philip says Lord show us the father and that'll be enough Jesus looks at us have, have I not been with you so long that you still don't know me, Philip?
1: We've been together <laughs> for three years. You know, don't, I mean,
2: don't you love you it? Don't, you don't have to go back three years. You have to go back three seconds. Because just before that, he said, you know the Father, You know if you know me, you know the Father. And then Philip goes, well, just just show us the Father. That'll be enough. He goes, have you, you not been listening to me, Philip? Uh, so so it's, it's just wonderful that, and he says that, you know, he says, following, he says, you you say, show us the Father. Do you not believe that I'm the Father and the Father is in me? So it's like, have you not listened? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's so, I, I don't know. It, it makes me feel good because, like Dad was saying, you know, sometimes you read Scripture, and I'm, I'm sorry to admit, but I often just read Scripture and go, yeah, okay, Adam. <laughs> I read it, check, and then move on. It's it's like reading, you know. It's like we've talked about before, reading Leviticus. Yep. I, I feel like I deserve a T-shirt every time I read through Leviticus. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of some sort of record that hey, I, I accomplished it. It's great,
1: uh, but that'd be a um, great merch idea.
2: Yeah, no, would. Yeah, I actually read Leviticus. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it's great because you see the disciples who go. I, they're regular people like me. So stared at him and he goes, Okay, I am God the Father. We are one and the same. So show me God the Father <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you not not hear what I just said?
1: You know, and so, to to speak about the, uh, the the commonalities between us and the disciples. That's another great example is that that we often, you know, uh, go go to God for answers and, and we've got the scriptures in front of us and many Christians today haven't read through the entire scriptures and, and they, you know, and they, they go, well, you know, th- just show me. Just, just give me the answer and, and, and in the same way that Jesus tells Philip, you know, do you, don't you know me? Like, like you're given the opportunity. Go, go and understand. Go and, go and try to, to understand. If, if you can, you know, if, if you're literate at all and if the Bible's within your language, then, then go and, 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 Try to grasp the knowledge that's there you know it's yeah. it's, uh, it's laid out pretty pretty well as far as like as far as the character of God at least.
2: you know uh, Paul, Paul told Timothy and second uh, 2 Timothy 2:15 2 study to show yourself approved a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. So we are encouraged I, I think that that uh, encouragement was not only for Timothy but extended on to us. We're, we're encouraged to, to read and study and know the Bible so that we can rightfully impart truth from the Scripture. So, But I, I'm an idiot, so quite honestly, you know, it's, it's just just like the disciples. It's like, wow, yeah, no, I've, I've read that a dozen times and suddenly I see it, you know, and it's that's just great because God's patient, He's long-suffering, and He's got to be sitting in heaven laughing at us. Well, let's be honest. He's—we know the Father's in the heaven, but we know the Holy Spirit's with us all the time. He's got to be sitting on our shoulder, you know, smacking his head like a V-eight moment, you know. And, <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah. So, but what's great is we learned from this passage. He's been thinking about us the whole time. He he left, then. You know, his father's house has many mansions, and there's still there's still room for us. So he's gone to prepare a place for us within those mansions. Amen. He's not gone to build a new one; it's it's already there, and Amen. he's just waiting for us to come home.
0: Amen. I like it too. He tore that curtain in from the top to the bottom so we could have access, and he made that way possible. And uh, I like the lesson that he taught. His disciples, and and uh, whether they got it or not, that they were to be servants. In chapter 13, how he girded himself and took water and washed their feet as a lowly servant. And then he comes, uh, you know, and one thing that I have thought to reading that passage, Judas is still there. I mean, he's in that room. He's at that table. He's getting his feet washed by the son of God, by God himself. God was washing the feet in the, of the person who was going to betray him, given us. And he he, if that's not the perfect example of love, then I don't know what is before it was over with after Judas had departed after he had left he was telling his disciples then those that were remaining there that uh, people will know you because of your love for one another and so that love sometimes is more than just words it's by show of action and I, i love what he did and uh how he uh implied to them and also spoke to our hearts that we should serve others it's a life of service and just giving—it's more blessed. You know, it says in the Book of Acts. I think it says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And uh, that's not just material things that you you can you can give. I, I, I can ima- not just imagine, but I have memories time and again of of uh, people who, like myself, at one time was just unlovely, unlovable. And But yet, there was people in my life that extended to me love and uh, because of that I could see the love of Christ that he has for fallen man. He had for me and I'm so grateful that he now is my Savior and uh, looking forward to that kingdom age when he will be before us all and uh, we'll see him as he is. Father, we bow in your presence. Uh, <clears throat> thanking you and Your son's name, just as he was talking with his disciples during this time, yet leaving the message for us. We are so much like those in that group, so much our attitudes at times, our actions at times, Lord, our activities in the you love us. You love me the world, in spite of me, in spite of the world. Thank you, Father, for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. Lord, uh, we know from now having the written word about the living word, how it tells us what happened and what is going to happen, and we so long for the time. We'll be like John on the Isle of Patons who could say, even so, come Lord Jesus. Thank you for Dan. Thank you for Josh. I love these two family members dearly. Together, we love all of our family. Together, we love our neighbors. Together, we love the fellowship and brethren. I just pray that we can be a blessing to all who hear. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. If you're enjoying the Thanks to Calvary podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thanks to Calvary. If you would like to reach out to us for prayer requests, ideas for future episodes, or just to say hi, message us on Facebook, or leave us a voicemail at FM slash thanks to Calvary slash message, or email us at thanks to Calvary podcast at gmail.com.